All right. Time for another exciting episode of the Josh Cast. I don't like the way I announced that. I got to find a way to announce that the podcast is starting that I feel good about. And I think the only way to do that is I think it's got, I've got to find a negative way of announcing it. It's got to be, hey, it's happening again. I got, I've got, I've got no other ideas on how to market myself as a comedian. So I am doing this podcast now. Oh God, another one. Ah, ah God, no. Why? Why? There we go. That's a good intro. I like that intro. Uh, I think I'm beginning to possibly have erectile dysfunction. Uh, Psychologically, I think I've had it for years. But now I'm noticing that... um, How do I put this? Because I keep thinking, well, I want this to be a family-friendly podcast. And so how do I go talk... How do I discuss erectile dysfunction but keep it family-friendly? Um... Maybe, how how best to put it? Uh, you know, how, uh, here's how I'll put it. You know, every every third episode, Thomas the Tank Engine, not so vibrant. That's that's how I'd say. Every, not every third, but every, every fifth or sixth. Every fifth or sixth episode, Thomas the Tank Engine uh, doesn't quite make it into, doesn't, doesn't quite leave the station, if you will. And uh, I am terrified, frankly. I didn't realize... uh, I I find myself saying, but my erection is all I have. Because uh, I... uh, And I don't know if that's... Well, I do... Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, that's what I need to make... to at least attempt to make it pleasurable for the woman. That's the, that's the you know that's a big part of the puzzle here when it comes to pleasure. Um, that that's a you know you need that. That's a thing you need. That's a uh, that is the engine. I you know in my case I think it, I would describe it as an engine of a hybrid, but uh, an engine nonetheless. And so I am. Uh, Oh, I find that I don't even. I'm getting for shimmeled just talking about it. I'm getting. I'm, very, I'm feeling very. Uh, uh, just my brain is going. My brain is going blank when talking about it. I can't even. I can't even have a mental erection when I'm trying to talk about not having a physical erection. That's where we're at there. That's fun. But I. I, I think it really. The first thought that popped into my mind is that it's, you know, probably not going to get better with age. Age is only going to make it worse. And I, I have to say, in many ways, my, you know, a, a big regret I have is not having had more sex when I was younger, when uh, all, all the parts were working. Now, if I had to go back and do it over again, would I... Would I have more sex? Yes! Yes, I would! Oh my God, yes! What, is there a debate? There doesn't need to be a debate. Yes, I would. Would have taken more risks. Would have asked more people out. And I don't know. Maybe my life would be better. Maybe my life would be worse. Um, But I'll never be able to have young sex again. That's what's kind of 
boggling my I boggling is boggling really the right verb to use in this situation that's what I find to be horrendous um, never being able to have young sex again what do I mean by young sex what I mean is you can I can count on I can count on junior Josh to be uh, able and ready to serve that's what I can you know it's the reliability issue I feel like I've the reliability downstairs has gone from Honda to, you know, late 70s, early 80s GM vehicle. And when I was younger, that would be less of an issue. Let's do it. Let's jump in. And now when I'm older, okay, let's, you know, we better go out and start start it for a few minutes. And, uh, okay, the other thing too, I'm trying to do this well. Why does everybody not get into the right lane when they need to get into the right lane? Not everybody, just this one person. He has driving dysfunction. Hey, bringing it back. But yes, getting caught up in the fact that it will never be young sex again. It will only, from this time forward, it's only going to be middle-aged sex. Which sounds horrible. Maybe it's, maybe it's great. I remember I had one teacher trying to explain to me that when, you know, he was describing friends of his who are older, but in a loving relationship, and oh, they have sex all the time, and I'm thinking, but you're not, how do you know that? You're not having sex with them, are you? You're only hearing what they're saying. They could be, you know, they could be giving you a story. They could be, there could be some good, they may just have good spin doctors, but the sex may not be, you know, it might be just middle-aged sex. Then I thought to myself, well, okay, let's say I do get into a relationship, and I have this problem and it gets worse what do I do I mean I could I don't I don't want to take Viagra because my theory on drugs is that there's always a side effect and I, I haven't even researched what the side effects of Viagra are uh, too afraid to but I'm even if I feel like even if, if a drug came out right now if it's an art anything artificial created in a lab and they said, hey, there are zero side effects. My thinking is, well, that's only because there hasn't been a lawsuit yet. So I wouldn't want to do that. I've also read that erectile dysfunction could be an early symptom of heart disease. So that's freaking me out, too. Let's add that. Because there's always a, way, always a way to bring this back to death. So that one's there, too. We can, put that, we can stick that note card up on the board. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to take Viagra, but at the same time, okay, I gotta, I gotta please the missus. How am I gonna please the missus if the car don't start? And then I thought, okay, well, I wear, you know, all right, I just wear a strap-on. That's what I'd have to, that's what I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to wear a strap-on. Go and buy one, wear one. I'll have to, I should probably go with the missus, my theoretical missus that doesn't exist. And probably go and we pick out what the strap-on is. Whatever, I'm, you know, if she chooses something, then my fear is, is she going to choose something that's the size of my actual penis just to be polite, but deep down she wants the big, huge one? And then there's all that kind of embarrassment. Or is she going to... Or, you know, I, I would, I, you know what I would want to say to her is, listen, you choose the one that, you, that makes you happy. So then she chooses, you know, something that is going to just... Uh, aggravate my herniated disc when I put it on because it's so huge. But then the thought of wearing a strap-on depresses me because 
now, you know, sex will not at all be enjoyable for me anymore. It'll just be a way to be make it enjoyable for her to to prevent her from leaving me for a man who does have a working penis. And then, you know, maybe maybe things will work out. Maybe I'll find a woman who never wants to have sex. And then it, then it, may, it could be a match made in heaven, other than it'll just be a sexless relationship, which never seems to sound good. And forget, I don't mean to disparage any couples out there who are listening to this podcast. I don't think any couples listen to this podcast. I would be shocked. It's, it must be single people. No offense against single people, but couples, I mean, I don't know. That's another thing, but I was having a conversation yesterday with somebody who was who said, "Oh, you know, you're, are you single?" Um, and I, I um, and I, I hate the term "single" as it applies to me because I'm beyond single. Single implies that occasionally I'm with other people. I'm be I'm I think I'm at you know monastery monk level. There needs to be a different term for what I. It is beyond single. It's cat cat lady I think well even the cat lady has the cats you know this is you know they find like they they finally have an actual picture of a black hole and I looked at that picture and I went ah that's what I am that's that's how single I am whatever that is that's finally we've been able to scientifically quantify that is how empty my life is at this point. But back to the erectile dysfunction. You know, let's not run away from this. Let's really focus on this here. Let's discuss this. The erectile dysfunction concerns. Again, not all the time. You know, sometimes sometimes Thomas the Tank Engine gets there. And it is still glorious. There are times, though, when it doesn't get there. And it is not glorious. It is not glorious at all. So what's, you know, what will happen? I think my other biggest fear is that, oh, I finally meet someone who I do click with and nothing's working down there. I think I've also read that, you know, exercise and eating right helps with the erectile dysfunction. And that's, so now I've got to choose between That, you know, now, uh, God, I don't even want to finish the sentence. You know, then the thought of exercising and eating right. Well, all right. I mean, how important is sex? That's where my brain goes there. And then, and then in a way, I feel comforted because okay, you know, things aren't working down there. But listen, there's still Oreo cookies, so it's not all a complete loss. That's I don't. I'm not buying that. I am not buying what I just said. That is. Not there. So yes, you know what? Here's another thing I'm realizing. Whenever I find myself experiencing something and then saying to myself, I, re- I really don't know what to make of this. That is not true. I do know what to make of this. Uh, panic. That is what to make of it. That is what is happening. The I don't know what to make of this is my attempt to try to not panic about it and to try to disassociate myself emotionally from the fact 
that the equipment is not working as well as it used to work and that means that if I am ever in a relationship I may have to deal with that and that terrifies me because you know I would like to have a relationship in which sex is a part of that relationship and now maybe that won't happen I think the other thing that's blowing my mind is that even when I did have an erection and the one time I was having sex with someone I don't think she enjoyed it that much anyway even with the erection I've got nothing left other than I don't know poetry that can't be good you're saying the only kind of relationship I can have is one in which our mutual respect and affection for each other emotionally is enough? That sounds horrible. You mean I can only have spiritual relationships? I don't want that. That's not... that. What kind of torture is that? No. I want a horribly dysfunctional relationship where we hate each other, but the sex is great. Because I'm an American! I think we're learning too much about me in this podcast. That's my thought there. This is going too deep. Well, it can't go deep because of what I mentioned. Metaphorically and spiritually speaking, it's going deep. And maybe I'm just overreacting. Maybe what's happening here is because... Maybe what will happen. Hey, here's looking at it. Here's being positive. Maybe if I meet someone who I really fall in love with and the affection is mutual, maybe the erections will be better. Maybe they'll come back. No, maybe that's the problem. Maybe, you know, nothing is happening in my life to really arouse. Maybe maybe it's a stimulus issue. Maybe now it takes more than surfacey things. Maybe, you know, maybe I have to find, maybe love will solve this problem. I don't think it will. I don't think love solves those kinds of problems. I think love is more of a, uh, I think love's a job. That's from what I've heard and from what people have told me. Lo- love is a job and you get to the, you, you, get, you do it long enough and if, it, if it's really a strong, you know, and you really enjoy the job and you're able to find the, finally find the joy in the job, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, love is just another, um, you know, positive routine. Or maybe it's a hobby. Maybe that's what it is. It's a, it's a nice hobby. You know, it's like whittling. That's what love is. You do it over time. You get better at it. It's a nice thing you do. And then one day you die. This is not at all an uplifting podcast. But you know what? Is that my intent? That's, you know what? Things, sometimes you just, what's the saying? Sometimes you get the bear and sometimes the bear gets you. I, it's been a long time since I've gotten the bear. The bear has been, the bear is winning this contest on a daily basis at this point. Got to find another word than single. Because I am single technically, but I think that's an insult to single people. What's more, you know, it's 
universally single, I'm not sure. Single implies there might be a double. I am mono, mono, mono. Well, that's just another way of saying single. Now they're doing tree work. Getting caught in the tree work. Working on the trees. Been seeing this all over the North Hollywood Burbank area. People working on the trees, trimming the trees. It's spring. We gotta let the, we gotta make sure these trees don't get out of control. There's some serious treeing that has to be done here. Oh, that's a big one. They're working on that tree right now. That's a big, that's a big issue. We can't let these trees, we can't let these trees get the upper hand here. We gotta keep these trees in their place. Show them who's boss. I don't know, should we switch to talking about Dune? It might be time to switch to talking about Dune, uh, which is a novel that they've made into a movie once and then a miniseries, and now they're making another movie. And I read this, that they're going to, actually, they're going to divide it into two movies. And they said, well, if you read the book, there's a natural point in the book at which you can stop. And that's where they're going to stop the first movie. Now, I've read Dune. And let me tell you something. For me, the natural stopping point in Dune occurs every half page. I get that it's a classic. I get, I appreciate the quality of the writing. I understand why it is a classic. But this is not a sucker that moves. This is not a fast-paced thing we're dealing with here. Natural stopping point. Three sentences. That's for me. Okay, I've got it. I'll revisit this in a year. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got to go take a nap. Because I've just read three sentences of Dune. <laughs> a natural stopping point. The, t- the cover page. I've got it. Giant worm. All right. Giant worm depression. Got it. Dune. We're there. Good. I'll be in the car. Oh, God. I'll be in the car. I think that's my ultimate fear is that this podcast is for some people what Dune was for me. Hopefully, you know, there's, there's some rewarding bits underneath it, perhaps, but it's a slog. It is going to be a slog. That was a nice break from the discussion of erectile dysfunction, but I want to get back to it because it's, it is hard to talk about. I want to talk about it specifically because it is hard to talk about. And I'm aware of the pun. Yes, hard pun. I'm aware of it. Yes, I am aware. Thank you. Thank you very much for pointing that out. It is difficult to talk about having potentially a minor erectile dysfunction. Emphasis on the minor, ladies. Emphasis on the minor. I also feel like I need to, if I meet someone, then I need to tell them about it pretty, hey, just want to let you know. There's some minor erectile dysfunction going on here. I want to make sure they know about it going into it. You know, you're not getting... You're not getting the brand new model here. You're getting a, you know, you're getting something that's been on the lot. I'm just throwing that out there as a warning, ladies. Can I? Can you put that on Tinder? Is there a color coding system you could put on Tinder? 
Should my Tinder profile have a twinge of yellow? I feel like yellow's the color of, eh, maybe not all the parts are in working order. So I can go, oh, all right, well, I like the way he looks, but we may need to get a strap-on on this one. Should my Tinder profile ask, do you want me to include a strap-on with the first date? Should I just bring one? Should there be an upgrade? Should it be like purchasing something on Amazon? Should we get it with a strap-on? Should we get Josh with a strap-on? I think we should. Trying to find parking now, a million cars, because people are going to see Infinity Avengers Endgame. I went to Wikipedia and I read the summary of Avengers Endgame, so now I know. I'm not going to say what the plot is in case anyone happens to be listening to this before they see Avengers Endgame, uh, but I did read the plot. And now I'm depressed because there may be no parking, and now I have to go to... Oh, wait, there is... Wait, oh, there is parking. Okay. Good, this was almost a disaster. Oh, I'm parking next to a Corvette. What better way to end this podcast talking about erectile dysfunction than to park next to a Corvette? My God! The jokes in my life write themselves. Perfect ending to a perfect podcast. Well, it's not a perfect podcast, but a perfect ending to a podcast about erectile dysfunction. Corvette. There we go. What kind of assumptions can we make about the person driving that vehicle? I'll tell you one thing, probably not the guy who's sitting there reading Dune going, this is a page turner. Probably not that guy. But then again, I shouldn't make assumptions about people who drive Corvettes. He may love Dune.